Hey everybody, welcome back to Hoops Talk with the Dog. I'm your host, Jane Gay, and today we're going to recap game one of the NBA Finals from last night. Uh, Warriors could not hold on. They blew a 15-point lead to the Boston Celtics as they lost 122-108. Um, near the end of the game, they just kind of fell apart, and the Celtics took game one, so they now lead the Finals 1-0 against Golden State. Game two is going to be back home. For the Warriors at Chase Center at nine, um, sorry, eight o'clock Eastern Time, um, on ABC and ESPN Radio. But for before we get started getting to the um, the nuts and bolts of the podcast today with the games and everything, I um, just want to make sure you guys please subscribe, check us out, like, comment. We're right here on YouTube, you know, also on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your favorite podcasts to talk, you know, latest NBA news, headlines, topics, everything you need to know about the National Basketball Association. Um, so I'm going to just recap here through the scoring chart here left from last night from game one um, for Golden State. Of course, Steph Curry was the highest scorer with 34 points. He lit up the, the entire Celtics defense in that first quarter. He scored 21 points. and had like six three-pointers. He was six of eight from three. But at, as the game went on, he had cooled off near towards the uh, second half. You know, Marcus Smart said, hey, I'm not letting you <laughs> pop off the six three-pointers on, on me anymore. So, you know, uh, he played some great defense and the Warriors could not really get much going late in the game, even though they went on a run in the fourth quarter, but it just, they, they derailed and they, they collapsed. Al Horford came in and, you know, was balling for the Celtics and they end up uh, losing that lead and uh, eventually losing the game as well. But uh, to recap the scoring, um, Curry finished with 34 points, five assists and five rebounds. Um, his next high score behind him was Andrew Wiggins for the Warriors, finished with 20 points, five rebounds. Um, Kevon Looney, who has that center, finished with four points, nine rebounds, and five assists. Clay um, Thompson, the second half of that dynamic shooting backcourt, finished with 15 points, three assists, and two rebounds. And of course, um, Draymond Green, who everybody was talking about, especially with his late game comments about, um, you know, well, we were dominating for 41, 42 minutes. You know, that's, we'll be fine. You know, he finished with four points and five assists and 11 rebounds. Not a great game for Draymond Green. He was like one of 10 from the field, just not overall a good offensive, um, efficient game for Green. Uh, you know, the Warriors just was really struggling, um, you know, late in that, late in the game. And they could never really get their offense going again after the Celtics um, came back late in the game and just was it was gone at that point uh for the Celtics of course Jason Tatum was held to uh three of 17 shooting he scored 12 points had 13 assists though and five rebounds Al Horford of course with the big game 26 points three assists six rebounds six three-pointers made which is the most by NBA player in their NBA finals debut for Al Horford he broke that record so congrats to Al Horford on that um he had again six three-pointers I mean for a big guy that's crazy uh, especially, you know, for Al Horford, but, you know, he's, he said, hey, it's my first finals. I'm going to ball out, you know, help my team win. So this is what he did. Uh, Robert Williams finished with eight points and six rebounds. Uh, Jalen Brown, the second half of the dynamic <laughs> um, duo for the Celtics, finished with 24 points, five assists, and seven rebounds. Had a couple turnovers. Uh, Marcus Smart, the defensive player of the year, finished with 18 points, four assists, and five rebounds. Um, so that's the scoring uh, off the bench, you know, Derek White had a great game as well. He had 21 points, made some a lot of good threes, you know, um, very timely and crucial three-pointers um, when the Celtics were trying to cut into that run. 
that Golden State had made, and he made some great baskets. Him and Horford were pretty much carrying that offense um, late in that second half, you know, and it was it would prove pivotal to the Celtics winning the game, right? You know, and off the bench for the Golden State, um, Jordan Poole had nine points, and that you know that's not going to be enough off the bench, you know, especially for his minutes that he was playing last night. It just wasn't, you know, it was not enough. You know, he struggled a little bit, you know, and uh, especially on the defensive end. The Celtics really started to attack Jordan Poole um, going on the defensive end. You know, on the offensive end, the Celtics really wanted to attack him specifically because he just wasn't playing any good defense at all. And the Celtics uh, picked on, they caught on to that, and they started uh, getting mismatches, advantages on uh, Jordan Poole, started driving him to the paint, and he could not hold his own defensively, nothing. Um, you know, so overall, I think the game, you know, of course, it started out hot and fast. They're going to stay, you know, they're going to start making shots and get, you know, get running down the down the court. You know, Steph went off again for like 21 points in the first quarter, six three-pointers. You know, we're thinking like, oh, the Warriors got this game easy. You know, they're just going to, you know, come in here and do their thing. Clay Thompson's going to score like 20, 23 points or whatever. Jeremiah Green might chip in like 10 or 11 points is what um, he should have done. Uh, you know, but, you know, I mean, he, he had an off game, you know, he, he, he didn't score much, you know, he, he had five assists, 11 rebounds, but just wasn't, he was missing some easy chip in layup, layups, um, easy floaters, things like that. Miss lose all four from three point range. So not a good game from Draymond Green, but Andrew Wiggins had a great game, uh, 20 points, five rebounds. He contributed to the Golden State offense along with Clay Thompson. Uh, who finished second behind Steph with 15 points. So overall, um, just a better effort needs to be played from the Warriors, I believe, offensively as a unit. Um, you know, and they've got to, they can't become lackluster, um, you know, and lazy, you know, especially in the NBA Finals, you know, and, and this is, this is this will be a test for Golden State, you know. I mean, of course, they have not been in the NBA Finals and um, without Kevin Durant since the 2015 NBA Finals, uh, you know, and that was the year, of course, the Warriors came in, beat the Cavs, of course, um, the second year, uh, well, the 2016 3-1 lead that they blew against Cleveland, um, you know, they, they then Kevin Durant came over for those next two years, they won back-to-back rings, when they came to the finals again, played in Toronto. Of course, they lost. KD and Clay were injured. So we can go back and forth with that. But overall, um, the Warriors are back to where they normally would be um, back in the NBA finals, playing for the biggest uh, trophy of the whole year, for the whole NBA season on the biggest stage, the Larry O'Brien trophy. Um, and they just, just laid an egg pretty much in game one. Just not a good effort, you know, uh, especially late down the stretch. Defensively, just letting the Celtics kind of have their way, get into the paint, get those easy chip shots, especially the three point three pointers. Um, you know, the Warriors were kind of sagging off the ball a little bit, uh, which is what gave Al Horford those open looks. Uh, you know, Derek White, those open looks, you know, uh, Marcus Smart as well. He had a few three pointers, um, in that game. So some very, again, crucial and timely points. You know, it's the thing the Celtics, what I noticed uh, last night was they were really hitting their shots at a at really, um, good times in the game, very crucial times in the game. You know, they were like, you know, the Warriors were scored and they'd come back and scored a three, right? You know, and, and so it's just that kind of back and forth thing. And eventually when Golden State won the run, you know, okay, Emmanuel Douglas, who's the head coach of the Boston Celtics, said, okay, this is enough. I can't sit here and watch this, right? You know, he's telling his guys, we need to be more tenacious. We need more effort. You know, this is not our game to lose. We're going to win this game. You know, you guys want to go out like this, basically is what he was saying. And um, the, Celt- the Celtics came back. They, they came back in the game and just, you know, 
with poise in that hostile arena. They came with came in there with poise and just calmed the crowd. Uh, Al Horford making good shots. Jalen Brown making shots. Uh, you know, Derek White, of course, like we mentioned, the former San Antonio Spur making shots. So, you know, it, it was uh, very surprising um, to see Golden State lose a game like this at home. I know a lot of the Warriors fans are shocked right now. <laughs> they're still in shock hours after the game because their their team could not get it done. Um, in game one, you know, and they now go down 0-1. Of course, they'll be back home for game two um, at Chase Center. But, you know, you do not want to go to Boston down 0-2 if you're Golden State, right? So you, so some pointers going into the next game, I think, for the Warriors would be, you know, you have to get more consistency from Jordan Poole and Draymond Green. You know, uh, especially those minutes, if they're going to be playing Jordan Poole a lot of minutes like they were last night. I don't know the exact uh, amount of time he played, but... Uh, you, you can't be a liability on defense. And if you are, you've got to be making up for it on the offensive end. You've got to be scoring. Like, I need at least 15 to 20 points for Jordan Poole. You know, like eight, 15, 18 to 20 points for Jordan Poole. If he's going to be playing that type, the type of minutes he was playing last night. Because, of course, he was a liability on the defensive end. And he was not contributing much on the off, offensive end as well. And that's going to be a problem, you know. And, and in the NBA, you you know, teams will exploit weaknesses, you know. So if you have – and we saw in Miami, you know, like early on in the playoffs, they had Duncan Robinson, who was a great three-point shooter, but he is um, – he's a liability on defense. And they could – and he – that's why Eric Spolster stopped playing him in the playoffs, you know, because he was a liability on defense. And teams would come attack him, you know, and he was not – it was affecting his uh, ability on the offensive end also – his ability to contribute on the offensive end, which is why Duncan Robinson, who signed a five-year, $90 million deal with the Heat, did not play much throughout the rest of the playoffs. Um, you know, So it's one of those things where teams will notice that, hey, this guy's not really playing any good defense. We're going to attack him specifically. And that guy for the Warriors was Jordan Poole last night. You know, And that can't happen. If he is the weak spot, then that's going to be a problem for Golden State because of those big wings um, that they have with Brown, and Tatum, you know, especially when T- Jason Tatum gets back on his game, you know, he had an off night first his first NBA Finals game. I don't expect him to have another game like that offensively again. Um, so when he gets back on his game, you know, he, they're going to attack. If Jordan Poole is in the game, you know, he's got to he has got to play better defensively, and he's got to make up for it on the offensive end. He's got to you know chip in at least twenty points, five assists, six rebounds. Like I need those type of numbers for Jordan Poole um, to help to help out Steph Curry because pretty much Steph was carrying that offense last night, and then when he went cold, the Warriors were looking kind of like a deer in headlights. They didn't know what to do, um, you know. It's, it's, so that's when they lost their lead that they had, you know, in late in the fourth quarter. You know, Celtics start chipping in those threes and they started getting into the paint, making those making those layups and floaters and those types of shots. Al Horford, of course, six three-pointers, you know what I mean? So overall, you know, it was an interesting game. Of course, um, very high-octane, you know, um, high-energy game that we all thought it would be, you know, and, the whole, and I believe the whole NBA Finals this year will be like that. It's going to be back and forth. It's going to be some... You know, it's going to be really uh, high pace, fast pace, and fast moving offenses, you know, um, you know, because you got teams wanting to get the ball down the court, especially the Warriors, uh, the way they like to play. You know, so it's going to be uh, intriguing to see how the series moves along, especially when it moves to Boston, um, which is why the Warriors must win game two at home. Because if they do not and they go down to Boston uh, 0-2, it's going to be very, very hard for them to come out of this series with a win. You know, so it's important that they take a, the next game at Chase Center and win and make the series 1-1. 
And then you had the Boston, at least you have some confidence. You won a game, you're like, okay, we got some momentum as we head over to TD Garden to play the Celtics. You know, we got some momentum with us that we can carry over into the next game. You know, and I'm sure Steve Curry is going to go over everything with those guys. Like, hey, you know, got to be better um, defensively as far as, you know. And the Warriors, for the most part, did a, a decent job on the defensive end. It just came to the point where it got to the fourth quarter and the third, fourth quarter, and they started to kind of get get sloth-like and lazy and collapse defensively. You know, and the Celtics just started going, you know, just cutting into that lead just inch by inch by inch by inch. Um, three-pointer by three-pointer by two-pointer. They just kept cutting into that lead, just being poised, um, you know, playing in that crazy arena. That You know, all those fans, it's hard to play as um, the Toronto Raptors know, the Cavaliers, and any every other team that's played in Oracle Arena in the past um, where the Golden State, you know, that's the arena that they used to play in. It's very hard to come in there and beat them, especially in the playoffs, you know. Um, it's, and I saw much similar poise uh, from the Boston Celtics last night that I did from that 2019 uh, Toronto Raptors team led by Kawhi Leonard. You know, they were they came in there in Oracle Arena. They won, I believe it was game three, game four, um, you know, and they came back and won game six in there. You know, they were just coming in, making their shots, not getting rattled by the crowd, you know, running their offense, you know, just inching away, you know, just try, trying to uh, break down the Warriors, tire them out, which is what it seemed like Boston's game plan was. They were trying to tire out Steph and that Warriors offense. They're just wearing them down physically, and it seemed to work. You know, uh, we all, you know, I talked about going into the game in my preview that the Warriors like to run a lot of, you know, small ball, you know, um, quick motion based lineups, right? Everybody's moving, steps moving, Clay Thompson's moving in constant motion, right? And it's going to be hard to keep up. But the Celtics proved that they could, you know, at least moving on towards later in the game. So it was interesting to see how that all worked out. You guys let me know what you think um, in the comments about who who's going to take game two. Um, you know, is Golden State going to adjust, make the right um, adjustments and um, correct their mistakes and come out and win this game? Or are the Boston Celtics going to carry that momentum from game one to game two and take a 2-0 two, two, uh, series lead against Golden State. It's going to be interesting to see how that all plays out. You know, I think Steve Kerr uh, is definitely going to make those changes and adjustments. Um, I'd like to see Gary Payton play a little bit more since they cleared him um, after his elbow injury. You know, Andre Iguodala got some minutes last night, and he, you know, he helped uh, somewhat. But again, the Warriors were just so dismantled at, at a point in the game where it was just no saving um, in the team, and they were just done. You know, so I like to see more Gary Payton and Otto Porter as well mixed into some different lineup combinations for the Golden State Warriors. Um, you know, and as far as the Celtics end, you know, I mean, you know, just they, like I said, the game plan for them continue what you did from the second half. You know, just trying to, to just play your game, move the ball around the horn, you know, um, just chipping in at the leads. If Golden State is leading the game, you know, just chipping in, playing your game, playing it um, situationally, you know, not trying to, you know, go out on these big runs and outscore them and just try to win the game, um, you know, like right away. You know, it, it, you got to take it every play, one play at a time. You know, it works for football. It's gonna work, it works for basketball, any sport. You got to take one play at a time, run your offense, um, and go set your defense up on the other end, right? So I think those are the keys for both teams heading into game two. Um, and it will be the int intriguing to see which coach makes those different adjustments to see how uh, whether Emei Odoka's squad is going to take game two and go back to Boston um, with a series lead 
Or will Steve Kerr and his staff make the changes that they need to make in order to make sure Golden State stays alive <laughs> um, pretty much early in this series with a 1-1 series tie? Um, I'm really interested to see how that works, um, you know, and moving forward. You know, maybe Draymond Green, uh, maybe don't try not to um, say we're dominating. For, we were dominating for 42 to 41 minutes, you know, and then, we, you know, well, we'll be fine. Well, you know, my thought on that is, um, well, you were dominating, but were you really? Because you, you know, you gave up a lead, in, a 15-point lead in the fourth quarter, right? You know, there's no reason the Celtics should have came back from that lead. You know, they played great. They chipped, they chipped into that lead. Al Horford played an amazing game. But there's no reason from the Warriors' standpoint that you should have let them back into the game. You know, you like there's no reason that that game should have been finished by that point. Um, you know, so there was no explanation for why the defense got lazy and started to sag off the three-point line, allowing Boston to come back with the three-pointers because they made 21 in the whole game. The Boston Celtics shot um, 41 three-pointers, made 21 of them. Um, you know, so that's that you can't allow that. Um, that's huge. You can't allow that in the playoffs, especially in the NBA Finals. So now we're seeing <laughs> a lot, especially, you know, it's funny, a lot of um, Golden State fans are like, you know, they're like, well, if KD was here, maybe we would win this game. You know, um, well, Kevin Durant decided that he wanted to uh, win his own ring with his own team. We see how that's worked out for him and Kyrie Irving, both of them at home watching their old teams b- battle out in the finals. So I wonder how they're feeling right now, KD, Kyrie, uh, you know. But, uh, yeah, so overall, I think uh, this is going to be one of the best finals that we've ever had in the NBA for, like, a long time. You know, two great young teams, well, Young team, young teams, young high energy teams that are gonna you know that can make shots quick. They can defend, uh, you know, this high paced uh, must see basketball right here in the NBA Finals, guys. So again, you can uh, check check out uh, here here's on YouTube. Uh, we're right here on also on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Check us out also. Um, Google Podcasts as well, you know, um, and you can. Guys can see game two with Golden State in Boston at Chase Center at 8 o'clock Eastern Time on ABC and ESPN Radio. Um, Same crew will have the call there. Mark Jones, um, Lisa Salters, and, of course, Mark Jackson will be on the broadcast for that game as Mike Breen and Jeff Van Gundy are still dealing with COVID. So we're hoping to get them back because Mike Breen is the best NBA announcer we've ever had. And we all know that he's awesome. So hopefully we get him back soon. Um, you know, prayers up to Mike and Jeff right now. So still recovering from COVID. Uh, but yeah, you guys check us out. Uh, like, subscribe, comment, share with your friends. Uh, follow us for all the best NBA news, headlines, topics, everything you need to know about the National Basketball Association. I've been your host, Jane Gay, and this has been Hoops Talk with the Dog. See you guys next time.